everyone, and welcome to Meet the Masters, only on Wedding Podcast Network. We're your hosts. I'm Robert Allen. I'm Holly Ehrlich. And uh, we're very excited about our Meet the Masters program today because actually, as sometimes happens, Holly, we've got two masters with us today. Isn't that great? We're very lucky. And they're pros at what they do. Yes. They've been in the biz a very long time. Uh, actually, I just want everyone to know one of my favorite uh, event planners in Las Vegas, Tracy Kumamoa, had written a fabulous blog post at the end of 2009 all about the book, Wedding Wisdom. And I said, wow, this sounds really great. And um, I'm reading all about it and I'm thinking, wow, there's so much here that I personally love. And I said, I asked Tracy to connect us and to introduce us. And the authors are Mary Dan McNamee, who has been in the business for planning weddings for more than 18 years. Plus, for the past 10 years, she served as a, she serves as a marriage and family therapist. And her co-author, Lila Khalil, has been a wedding publicist, and she owns her own company, Be Inspired PR. And without further ado, coming to you via Skype in California are Mary and Lila. Hi, Hello. we're here. Well, we're we're really glad that uh, you guys could could join us. And uh, I actually, when Holly came to me and said, "Oh, you know, I I saw this on Tracy's site," you know, I knew of of both of you prior to that. And uh, Mary, I've seen you many times on uh, various wedding reality TV shows. Um, so I've I've. I've had my eye on you for for a while, so I'm glad that Holly connected and we're able to have both of you uh, on the show. And uh, just to let our listeners know, we'll uh, we're going to be able to chat just a little bit about uh, some of uh, the wedding reality, or if it's reality TV, <laughs> um, a little bit later. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. I'd love for the two of you to introduce yourselves and, and say you're Mary or Lila. So this way, all of our listeners will be able to identify the two of you as you're speaking. And um, let's start with you, Mary, the mentor of wedding planners and the wedding fixer for brides. Thank you for mentioning the titles. It's kind of creative. We came up with a, a few of those. But uh, yes, my name is Mary Dan, and I've been doing weddings in uh, the Southern California area since 1991. And uh, time has flown by. As we all know, the busier we get, time flies by faster and faster. So, uh, yeah, and I've been a marriage family therapist. I was for up to, for up to 10 years. Um, I stopped doing counseling work once my second baby came. It was just a little bit too much work to have my husband watch one baby or two babies for me to go out in the evening on my Monday nights to a different office to meet with clients. So um, I don't do that anymore, but I have... Um, parlayed my therapy background into doing career counseling for planners and um, individuals throughout the United States via phone or in person. And I also do mentorships. Um, I've been doing those for the last uh, eight years, and that's uh, an opportunity for professionals or semi-professionals or people thinking about being in the business to shadow me for a three-day program, one day all day in the office, the next day in the office and at a rehearsal, and certainly the last day is a full, fun-filled, packed day of 14 hours or 12 hours on a wedding day. So I do that, and then I just recently started doing a wedding group therapy. It's sharing in a group that feels like therapy. It happens to every other week on Tuesday nights in Manhattan Beach, California, and that's when um, brides from all over come in and share their feelings of the process. Issues, uh, thoughts, 
joys, disappointments, all of it gets kind of hashed out in a group of like-minded individuals going through the same journey. So that, those are a little things, a few little things I have on my plate. Um, if you had more time, I'd probably tell you a lot more. But I want to introduce you to Lila, my better half in our book, Wedding Wisdom. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Lila Khalil. I'm a wedding publicist. I've been in the wedding industry now about seven years and uh, worked with Mary many of my years, actually, um, since I've been in business. I worked with her in the very beginning and kind of launched um, my career really after working with her and um, helping take her business and others um, to the next level with press and media, television, um, with the craze of the online push and uh, taking your business online, blogging, twittering, and, and hence um, my business kind of formed from there. Uh, prior to that, I worked in publishing. Uh, I have a, a PR and marketing background and um, print background, so I sort of fused the two loves of publishing and weddings to uh, do what I do now and um, work with uh, planners, photographers, floral designers, stationery companies, um, confection artists, um, anything you can think of. If they're in the wedding industry and they contribute to the love of, of a wedding day, I um, work with them nationally um, to help promote their businesses and um, help um, consult with them, marketing and all of their efforts to take their business to the next level. Well, there's so. n- there is no question that Wedding Wisdom, that was obviously a collaborative effort between the two of you, is going to help everybody's personal life as well as professional life go to the next level. Because I know it certainly inspired me to to feel better and to accentuate certain life lessons that people need to hear on a regular basis. There's no question you both, your backgrounds in weddings and in business definitely make this book the success that it'll be because the planning process is very overwhelming and probably much more difficult than you even expect when you start planning a wedding. There are decisions and there's budgets and there's lots and lots of stress. Most planning goes on with people that you may or may not even be want to be friends with and have ideas that you may or may not even want to execute. So half the battle of planning oftentimes when you get when you air in the business long enough, you're going to have people that gravitate to you and they want you to work, they want you to do their wedding and you may not even like their personality, how they treat their mother, how they treat their fiance, and their design ideas. And that's really the true test of a professional is how well they can manage through those obstacles. It's no longer planning their own wedding or things that they like to do. And and no one, not everyone's going to like your ideas. Well, that I appreciate that you added that because it is a people business and it's how you work together because yeah. this doesn't happen alone, you know, and that's what you, you both have acknowledged, whether you do work with a planner or not, uh, no matter what, you need to have a plan yeah. and you also need to work and negotiate with your vendors. I would say tools is a very important piece of that puzzle. You need tools to be dealing with all types of people, with all types of experiences. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, you know, when, when you think about um, the relationship that you would have with a bride. There, I think, clearly are the clients who would come to you to, sit, to, to want to follow your guidance and, and, and 
rely on your experience. And then there are others who come to you who expect you to execute their vision. And regardless of what experience you have and, and, and what you've done and seen and what works and what, and what doesn't work, you know, you've got to bite your tongue sometimes and just say, okay, you know, if this is really what you want. Um, and I think there are clearly, you know, t those two very distinct types of clients who, who seek out a, a wedding planner, a wedding consultant. I know this book from what I was reading was, you know, as a reference for planners, but I have to tell you, I think that all wedding professionals and anyone in any business will benefit from having this bedside as a constant reminder of the power of gratitude. You know, my favorite mantra, it was on page 45, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. To me, that is just a simple, simple thing to live by. And that to me is really what it is all I about. Agree. I agree. And I think that you know, part one, especially is, is helping to build the foundation uh, of you as a person and be able to run your business that you're going to have balance and boundaries and everybody, no matter who you are, needs that in their life and no matter what they do. And I think in the wedding industry, we get so wrapped up into helping people and taking care of their wants and needs. And we start to lose sight of ourselves because we're always worried about everybody else and we're people pleasers, as Mary always says, being in this business and you tend to take on their issues and their problems and then you lose yourself in that process. So that to me is one of my most favorite parts because anyone can write up a timeline or a budget or give you a tool, but if you don't have the foundation behind it, you're not going to be able to sustain yourself in a, in a business for the long haul like Mary's done for 20 years and, yeah. and the ones that kind of start into the business brand new, wanting to do it just because they did their own wedding or whatever it may be, they do need to start off on the right foot with this foundation from the beginning. Otherwise, they'll find themselves spinning their wheels. Well, let's talk about that foundation because to me, part one, I think everybody's got to get the book. If you're going into the business, if you're already in the business, they have to get parts two and three for sure. They, they have to have that as a guide you know, whether it be timelines and all the other charts and all the incredible information you share from your own experience, Mary. But I have to say part one is the foundation. Um, and it is all about balance. And it's about balance physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And it is heavy duty. Can you just try to impart some knowledge on our listeners with regard to balance? Yeah, I... Um I, I found out early in life that I, I, I personally have a big appetite for life, and I like to try a ton of things. I want to reach. I want to explore. I'm a, I'm a big explorer and trier. I'm, I love to hit the adventure of it all. And I know that the only way that I can do that, the only way that I can be afforded opportunities to grow and learn and blossom is if I'm, I'm on a foundation of balance, physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. And it's the balancing, it's the foundation that allows me to balance more and juggle more and manage more and to be more available and to be more present with each situation that happens in my life. Some days are better than others. Some moments are more productive than other moments. But it's, it's, never, for long, it's never long that I'm ever off track or off balance. And it's a practice. It is a practice that you get better at when you're conscious of doing it. Um, but the physical balance is certainly is about being physically um, fit and active and strong. You have to be strong because you're picking up, you're moving, you're showing, you're doing, and you're in heels doing it. And you don't look like you're having a hard time doing it. 
So that's the physical part of it. The mental part of it would be to be able to uh, to be able to balance. To, um, how should I say the mental being more more the educational pieces. You need to fill your head head with um, with psychology with ideas with um you just have to be smart you have to have common sense seems odd and strange but frankly speaking it's not often the case there's not a lot of common sense running around in this world these days so mental balance and being smart being able to put things together i mean even just adding things and knowing your word problems that you didn't want to do maybe in high school i can't tell you how many times when you figure out things you need to you need those skills you just have to be smart and from what i read in the book also this is the area where you can be more organized. Yes. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of great planners that are extremely organized, but maybe weak in some other areas. But yes, organization is huge. Is is the common sense is being able to be a visionary, to be able to see things backwards and forwards. Then there is the spiritual balance, and that is really being present, being grateful, and finding the gift in every single day. I, I mean. Listen, I get through a yellow light and I'm saying, thank you, God, because uh, no police saw me and I'm through the light and I'm safe. Little things like, or I get a green light, moreover. Moreover, I get a green light and I'm in a hurry and I'm so grateful that I didn't have to waste a minute or two at that light. It's just finding ways to see the gift in everything that you do and every experience that you might witness or be a part of. And then, um, and then valuing life as a sacred event, valuing a wedding as what you're doing is so sacred as escorting somebody through a rite of passage. You are escorting them through a, a, a new title. They walk away from this day. They are now a husband and a wife. Their title of a single person is no longer there. That's almost like being at a birth of a baby. And, and frankly speaking, a wedding, the next time you're going to have all your favorite people in one big fat room celebrating, you're not going to be there because most likely it'll be your funeral. So that's the importance of a wedding. You've got happy people all around you like no other day. And you, if you're called to be a wedding planner, then you're called to be, to be a sacred person and at least value it as a sacred experience. And then lastly uh, would be the emotional balance. And that would be the idea of gaining insights into your and managing your own emotions through the planning process. How do you deal with um, your own life of, of love and laughter and playfulness? Um, I'm a big believer that uh, planners need to be in some type of therapy for themselves to be able to maintain the long run of a successful wedding business. Because a bride's job is to push your buttons. Just like an adolescent's job is to work out their issues with their parents, a bride's job is to push your buttons. That, that's just what they do. They're going to lay it all. Any issues that they are having, they're going to use you as the scapegoat. That's naturally the case. You can't take it personal. What it's important is that you, keep, that you have skills around you to be able to deflect the, the, the darts that sometimes get thrown, the passive-aggressive behavior that goes on. And so emotionally, you have to be strong. And it, and it is not for the weak. Uh, I, I'm not, uh, I do, I don't really even cry at weddings. I mean, I don't think I, well, maybe a handful of times in all my career. Because emotionally, I'm there for the bride before she gets down the aisle. But when my bride's not in front of me and she's getting married, 
I'm not caught up in the emotion of it happening in front of me. I'm off to the next thing because I want the next part of that wedding to be a knockout and to be everyone to be ready for the next phase. So that's that's it, I think, in a nutshell with the with the the balance of the four um pieces. Um did I miss anything, Lala, you want to share? No. I think that was pretty good. No, I was it was excellent. Okay. <laughs> no, it was excellent because the thing is, it is there is, and and I and I encourage everybody to read Wedding Wisdom with regard to um, trying to stay in balance, but also even seeing the kinds of things that you, where you could be out of balance, which are some of the you know things you could think lack of sleep or overeating and complaining. But you, you need to know what those triggers are and take a pause in the in the process when you see that. But you know, here it is. There are a lot of brides that are out of balance. And, yes. uh, <laughs> well, and their job is not to stay in balance. It's mm-hmm. our job to be in balance so we can manage them. Help them. And help them. It's, it's our job. If a bride, a bride is a bride, it's not their job to be, to know what to do. It's our job to manage their expectations and lead them in a kind, compassionate way. Well, I think that every uh, bride should be fortunate to have a planner like that. And I would think that most wedding planners that, that decide to go into that uh, profession are definitely following that rule of thumb uh, because they do want to make it easier uh, and less stressful f- for their clients. But you, I, am, I can't imagine you haven't come across, a, as you have cited in the book, talking about in part two about a challenging bride or client. Challenging is a loaded term because to some, that can mean, you know, obsessed with details or picky, but that's not always necessarily so terrible. Right. Well, if, 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 well, it's also, as I mentioned earlier, it's practice, right? The whole idea of being present and being balanced is a practice. How you are dealing with obstacles in front of you. Do you look at them as a problem or do you look at them as an opportunity to grow from? And I've had many people in my time where uh, at my first feeling was, oh, I can't believe they're asking me to do that or I can't believe I have to do that again. Then I think, okay, just when my... Well, just when I thought I had enough compassion, enough tolerance, enough love, enough understanding, I get a lovely client who walks my path and raises my bar of tolerance and compassion. So do you see the reframing that I do with that kind of um, thinking? I reframe the thought as um, not a negative that they're making me do something that I'm not comfortable with and they're, they're forcing me to grow, but I look at them as an opportunity that they're giving me to grow and be a better person. So then in the long run, I'm going to have more skills to bring home to my husband, to my family, to my friends. And I also think that, that it ties into, in part three, we, you talk a lot about the importance of adopting the attitude of gratitude. And I think that if a bride shows respect for a planner's time and efforts, as well as thanking guests and vendors and her planner and everybody and, and herself and her groom and everybody involved, it's going to be a much happier time, right? Right. I would agree. Matter of fact, when you are thankful for something, just like when you are laughing, when you're laughing, you cannot be sad. When you are feeling grateful, you cannot, you will, you cannot feel uh, negative feelings towards somebody. Mm-hmm. See, there's one that will outweigh the other. You can't have them both going on. So if you it, it, it practice the attitude of gratitude, your lenses of life change. They, they become clear and you can see things more crisply. Yeah, I just think that more people should be saying thank you on a more regular 
Basis. Oh yeah, it's a good. It's a vibe. All it, it reduces stress. You want to stress reduce? Yeah, physically go to the gym. You re- reduce stress. Oh, eat right. You reduce stress. Listen, adopting gratitude, you are reduced stress. It is no longer is something uh, bothering you, tugging on you, pushing you, uh, but it is now um, aligning with you and is blossoming, and more opportunities open up when you have more gratitude. For the tiny things in life, because those tiny things all add up to big things, and pretty soon you're going to be smiling, and you don't even know why. And it's also even when the planner is working with the vendors, it's also treating them, you know, so they feel value. Because ultimately, then everybody's going to come to the party offering their very best service. That's right, and you inspire. I mean, a big part of Lila's business, Be Inspired PR, is that. Is, is you, it's, it's about inspiring others to greatness. That's a true leader. If you can inspire them to all be, a, be their best self, show up as their best self, then you're going to get a, a best product, a best service, and a best day out of them. And if you're grateful and thankful, that happens. Um, two years ago, I started a, a gratitude note line. Uh, on recycled paper, it's absolutely adorable. And there's thank you notes that are, that are geared just to the vendors, to your beauty stylist, to your photographer, to your videographer. And they're all like the same size as a check. So when you're throwing your check in the mail and giving that to your vendor for their final payment, you're including a thank you note. And mm-hmm. a client would, I mean, the vendors, of course, we don't do it for the money, as we all know. The money's part of it. But we do it because we're called to do it. We have a passion for it. And we love pleasing others. And I, and I'm a big believer, you know, kind of bouncing off that is the giving is going to give back. Like you said, Holly, you know, you say thank you and you show the appreciation and I deal with that, you know, on a daily basis, half of the things that I do and helping people, the people that I meet who I don't know about a function or I'm at a bridal show or something, giving people opportunities, you know, thanking them when I am thanked or when I thank people, it goes so much further. And it's not because there's a monetary value at the end. It's because you're helping someone and thanking your vendor for what they've done for you is going to, they're going to be so happy that you're so happy. They're going to do, like you said, an extra special job and give you everything. And at the end of the day, it, it gives back to you because you were so grateful. So that's like the strongest message we can really give. And that's one of the things that I live by all the time is that, you know, the giving gives back. So, and another one, I do a lot of things in my business that has helped me sustain and grow year after year. And one of them is, is that after every wedding, one of our, our items that we do, there's a whole checklist before we close out a file. And one of them is to send a thank you note to each individual person that helped us at that wedding. Even if the client doesn't say thank you, they don't want to give a tip. They don't want to, whatever the client can feel, you know, whatever way, but, but me as a professional, I need to walk away from the event knowing that I've thanked them for the hard work that they've done. And if sometimes if there's shortfallings, if there's something they missed the boat on, I might mention it in a thank you note, maybe giving them some constructive criticism for next time. But generally, I don't. I leave it all to the, the focus of gratitude. And I can't tell you how many vendors along the way will call back to say thank you. That was so sweet of you to mention that or say that or send it. And especially to the venue you just worked at, send it to the darn general manager and highlight everybody that you worked with at that venue, the bellman, the catering, the director, the banquets, the chef. However, the more thank you notes that you can give out, it's like giving money to people. It is, it is golden 
to be able to send thank you notes. I mean, in this day and age that not a lot of people are giving tips and people are trying to cut back, a thank you note is free and it, and it goes and it speaks volumes. No, I, I think that's, that's such a great point. And, and, you know, I know for myself that through the years, um, you know, I always looked at, you know, being a, a, a professional in the wedding business that you're kind of, you know, a lone wolf in a, in a lot of senses. And there's not, a, you know, especially as a videographer, I always worked alone and, you know, you go back and you edit and you're by yourself and all that. And whenever I would have the opportunity to be able to work at a wedding that was uh, where I was working with, with a wedding consultant, you know, you, you kind of feel as a vendor, you know, part of a whole team of people. It's not, you know, you're not alone when you're working under um, the, the coordination of a professional. And it's, you know, you kind of take on a different attitude when you're made to feel an important part of the team. Because let's face it, one vendor cannot produce an entire wedding. You need a team of people. And when you have a skilled planner involved, they've already done that homework to assemble the best possible people to serve that particular wedding. It may not be the same people over and over because weddings are different, but knowing that that wedding professional at the helm to pull together the right team to make this, this singular moment happen as close to perfect as possible, we know that it's never ever perfect, but as close to perfect as possible in a way that allows the client to, I think, really turn it over to the team and let it happen and be able to enjoy that day without having to worry about the things that, you know, that's why you, you've got that team in place so that when the day comes, you can really be a part of the moment and not have to worry about, you know, whether things will happen the way they should. And you know what the reality of wedding planning is? is that we don't always get to pick the vendors, okay? Everyone, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, sure. Here, Mary, you know, give, give, me, all the, give me all your best, you know, and put it all together with, the, with, the, your, with this budget of whatever the dollar amount is. The reality is, is that, you know, 10% of the time, 15% of the time, you get to pick all your people. The other percentage of the time, the majority of it, is that you get some people that are your people you bring in, and some people come to the plate that the client either already had or they have a friend or a family or we need to use them or for whatever reason. That's really the reality is we don't always get to pick everything. And that's why this book is so important because it's going to help you deal with the people that you may not even know yet. Or, or like. Or like. They're going to have a different style than you. Their work ethic will be different. Their level of service is so different than yours. They're thinking they're extending themselves like nobody's business. Meanwhile, you're like, you're creeping along, get, you know, step up to the plate a little bit. So that's what, that's why um, so much of this book is about helping planners be better at their craft, be better at inspiring themselves to greatness and then others around them to greatness by building the foundation of being mentally, physically, and emotionally balanced. You have many more choices in life to grow. You have more avenues to take. And if you're not finding yourself feeling balanced or feeling secure and compassionate and strong enough, then get to find some individual counseling. Get to find a professional therapist to let you work out some of these things, issues, items, challenges that keep cropping up for you. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you're, you're so, uh, you know, on the mark. And, and I think that, uh, 
really, you know, people need to to see this uh, to this book and and absorb, uh, you know, all of this great wisdom that comes from experience because. As you know, there is no replacement for experience when it comes to weddings. That's been proven over and over again. As we wrap up here, I know that, Mary, you've, you've done so much reality uh, wedding TV. And, and I, I think, you know, having someone like yourself, you know, an insider, what's, you know, what's your feeling since you've, you've done so many of these? Has it been a positive experience for you? feel for me, it's been extremely positive on a lot of different fronts. Um, Number one, it helps me be better at wedding planning because if I know, because I played sports my whole life, when I know it's game day or it's all-star time, I, I step it up and I really push the bar as far as I can go. I really extend myself. When there's no cameras on me, I, I know myself, I feel like I do a different type of a job than I did when uh, slightly, not not that much different, but the point is, when you've got cameras on you, you are more conscious of stepping up your game. That that's just common. So I loved it because it allowed me to showcase my talents and gift across the the country and the world. Because I, I often get uh, people from all over. I love how they portrayed me because that's how I was. I think I felt it was very authentic in my in my mind. Um, and it, it just helped me be better at what I do. It helped me get out the message of positive, uh, insightful planners doing well in the business without being, um, you know, portrayed in a negative light. Like so much has been on, on t- well, more TV shows it's are changed. negative. I mean, I mean, I think too, when, when Mary first started doing the shows, in the beginning when reality TV really kind of started and the reality shows and the weddings and, and it portrayed it very authentically and it was positive and it was all mm-hmm. now, you know, when I'm moving forward with reality shows, calling and pitching her for things, it's always about what's the, what's the hook, what's the draw, what's the yeah. drama, what's the, what's the disaster that's going to make this good for TV. And oftentimes those aren't a fit for Mary because she doesn't create the drama. We don't want to promote the negative part of what we do as wedding professionals. So oftentimes it's not really a fit or they'll stage something because they want to create the hook. So it's definitely evolved over time. I think there are shows that that do promote what's good out there and, and, and what is um, what does happen on a wedding day. Um, and they just play off of the emotions or the dollar amounts or whatever, maybe that's natural. But then there are a lot of shows I think that are just drama driven are created and staged. And it's, and it's hard, I think for the bride to really know the difference. And I know I'm a, I'm a bride now I'm, I'm getting married. I mean, I've been in the business a while, but as a bride, how do they know the difference on what's real and what isn't? I don't, I don't think they can judge sometimes. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) Do you think that the ultimately the the couples who choose to um, open their weddings to these shows are happy in the end that they did it. Uh, I let's see, um, a fifty fifty. Uh, yes, it all depends on you know the finished product. Listen, that that's the bottom line. Finished product. So if they see the show and they like it, then they're happy. If they see the show and they think, oh my goodness, that I don't really like that. Um, I, I, I can speak for me. All the brides that have done the show have liked doing the show. We're thrilled. They were grateful and thankful because I will always portray my bride in the best light. I will not air out their laundry. I will not give the, the network or people in the editing bay any fodder or any um, background stresses and 
issues. I'm not a good fit for reality TV because I'm conscious. I, I, I can see what they're seeing and I can see what they're going to need to make a story. So I'll help them make the story as the day progresses, but it'll be a story of beauty, compassionate, kindness, and integrity. That's the story I want to get out there, that, that it could be entertaining TV without being um, a car crash. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be a car crash for people to walk away and say, that was a good show. Mm-hmm. And I'm true testament to that. You will not find big issues on any one of my nine or ten TV shows that I've done. Never big issues. They've always been settled, and no matter how far they try to dig, because they do. When I've been behind the screen, they got a producer that's trying to encourage me to like to say this or say that. I speak up. I say, I'm not comfortable saying that. I'm, that doesn't feel right. How about if we do this? So then we collaborate on something, and then we'll see where, how that goes. But I, ju- I will not take direction and lead somebody down a road just to get good TV. I don't need it that bad. And furthermore, I don't want to leave any footprints in this universe by doing that to somebody. That's just not right. Well, that's great, and, and, and it's very admirable, and I think uh, more uh, wedding professionals who are involved with re- wedding reality TV need to you know, take a little bit of a stand in that regard because you know, they are influencing people who uh, are planning their own weddings, and, and you want to make sure that um, you know, there is a dose of reality in there, and, and it's not all uh, contrived and, and staged drama. So I, I appreciate the insight into uh, wedding reality TV. Now, um, as we, we, we were talking a little bit uh, before we, we went on the air and as, as we wrap up, um, you were sharing with us um, a really great new trend that you know is close to my heart uh, as a videographer, but that you're really seeing um, being something very special uh, in the future of, of how weddings are remembered. So why don't you, why don't you share of, of what you've got going on with that? Essentially what it is, it's putting video technology and bringing it to life in print. It's the newest trend and what's going to be happening. Uh, a bride and groom um, can take digital capturing of their day via their wedding videographer, or maybe it's a slideshow their photographer created, whatever it may be, set it to music, set it to um, the audio of the day, and actually open up an album press play and watch their wedding clips um, digitally with several chapters. You can have up to five chapters to upload through a USB port and you can also charge this book and keep with you for many, many years to come uploading clips from your honeymoon, from your engagement session, um, snippets from your wedding day, whatever it may be, um, and, and other life chapters and events that are happening in your life. And you'll have it always. You can take it with you anywhere you go, and it brings that day to life. It's, a, it's the new thing, and it's actually come from entertainment world. They have um, video and print has um, been a trend for the last six months, and now it's transitioning into weddings, so it's brand new. Mary's partnered with uh, My Video, My Voice, which is based here in, in uh, the South Bay in Los Angeles, California, to start the very first wedding video and print album that we've been working on and promoting. And you can find it in The Bride in Bloom. You will be finding it inside weddings um, any day now. You can find it on blogs. Green Wedding Shoes has blogged about it. Wedding Bee has blogged about it. We've been doing some giveaways. Um, it's It's been quite popular. So, And it's very much a labor of love that Mary's been working on for a long time as well. So. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very exciting. And it's really, um, you know, I think the future of, of how we'll, uh, we'll be able to, to share uh, wedding memories and, and any kind of, of memories because, you know, we're so immersed in, in video now more than, more than ever. And I think this is an amazing way 
to uh, to pull it all together, and it's uh, it's very exciting. and And we'll of course have have links uh, on our website at weddingpodcastnetwork.com uh, to all of these great things that we're talking about in the podcast, uh, so you can check it out. And and you guys are starting your book tour now. Yeah, we are starting our book tour. Our our first book tour coming up shortly. Um, and it's going to be in San Francisco for our first one. And, um, shortly after that, we'll be doing one in Los Angeles at the Barnes and Nobles out by us in the South Bay. And Wait, we, South Bay being Manhattan Beach. Manhattan Beach. Beach. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. South, sorry. There's a lot of South Bay's out there. Okay. Um, Manhattan Beach and we're doing, we're, um, all of different sponsors and vendors are coming together, contributors of the book to help put on these book signings. People are coming from all over. We've got a great turnout for our first one so far. We'll be there signing the books and um, excited to meet people face-to-face, the ones that have purchased the books and been, been really excited and supporting it. So we invite everyone to come out. And like a little mini bridal expo, meaning um, it just be vendors. There's a little meet and greet time for everybody to mix and mingle yep. and uh, put names to faces, especially if you're tweeting with these people, most likely they'll be there. It's it's so amazing. And then there'll be some foods and some treats and and chatting. It's it's nice to put names to faces. So please, please come visit us and introduce yourself to us. That's great. And we'll, we'll of course, have the, the full schedule links on our uh, website as well. And, um, and lastly, we've got a, a giveaway that we're going to do for uh, a couple of our lucky listeners. Why don't you uh, uh, tell... Uh, tell us about uh, a couple of DVDs that you've got that we'll, we'll yeah, give you a I, copy I've of. Got, I, I have two DVDs that I uh, produced. It's The first one is called The Path of the Planner. It talks. Uh, it is uh, showcasing a lot of how I got started and a lot of my inspiration of getting started in the wedding business and what m- moves me and guides me and inspires me. I kind of made a little, uh, my own little Whose Wedding Is It Anyway show. I had a camera crew follow me around. with my, I was microphoned through the pretty extravagant wedding at La Quinta Resort. And it has a lot of um, camera time with me and sharing with and, and how I deal with conflict and issues and things and, and so forth. That's one. And the next one I produced was called The Balance Planner. And it is about staying balanced physically, spiritually, mentally, and emotionally through the planning process with real life, beautiful footage of beautiful weddings. And uh, it's, they're each about 25 to 30 minutes long. And I have gotten such rave reviews for anyone that has purchased them, picked it up, and, and continued to watch it. They said it's, it's something that it's worth seeing over and over again. Well, that's great. And we've got a copy of each of those. If you'd like uh, a chance to win one of those, then you need to send us an email. In the subject line, you're going to put Wedding Wisdom, and you're going to send that to feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E. WPN.com and you'll be put into a random drawing to uh, to win one of those DVDs and uh, thank you so much for uh, providing that for our listeners. Robert, I think I've just been inspired to give one more thing away to oh, your goodness, listeners. goodness. Here yeah. we go. Okay, <laughs> so lay it on us. If any of your listeners come to any of our book signings, they'll get a one-hour complimentary career counseling time with me. Wow. It's a dollar value. I want to fly to California. (laughs) I want to win. Career counseling can happen over the phone or in person, however you wish. And it's one hour of pure, unadulterated chatting and listening. It's you. It's the person you come to the table. We talk about what you expect out of our one hour. And we'll tackle all the issues, challenges, conversations you'd like to have. So I'd be happy to extend it to anyone 
that comes up to me at one of my book signings. So you got to do a little homework. You got to figure out where the book signings are. You let me know you heard about this on the podcast and you will get one complimentary. You'll first, you'll get a big fat hug from me. That's for sure. <laughs> Secondly, they'll get a, a one hour complimentary consultation at uh, their choice of location, uh, not their choice of location, but, but at their time, at their time is when we'd be able to chat personally uh, over the telephone or in person. So that, that's my, my third beneficial add-on. Well, that's, that's wonderful, and it's, it's very generous, and we appreciate that, and I'm sure our listeners uh, appreciate that as well. It's really been great to have both of you uh, joining us here. You know, again, to have a, a resource like this book is just is incredible, and I think it's all about sharing this knowledge. You know, it's, it's really, and it's, you know, as experienced wedding professionals, I think it's, it's our obligation to share what we've learned so that others can uh, can grow and learn as well. And I think it will ultimately help everyone. So I encourage uh, all of our listeners to uh, click right. I was going to say run right out, but you can click right out and, uh, <laughs> and get the book. So uh, uh, Lila and Mary, thank you uh, so much for joining us. Thank, Thank you. you for having us. We're so great. thrilled. Thank you. It's my first Skyping. I'm hoping you'll be will be the first of many. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> well, that's that's great. It was it was really uh, great to uh, to have you. And uh, um, anything else, Holly? No, I think out? that we covered a lot, and I think our listeners are going to be very lucky and and learn to advance themselves personally and in their careers. Excellent. We hope so. Thank well, you again. That's that's good. Well, thank you. If anyone has uh, any questions, suggestions, or comments, you can send us an email. Our email address is feedback at the WPN.com. That's feedback at T-H-E-W-P-N.com. Or you can always call our listener hotline, which is 800-882-1259. You've been listening to Meet the Masters, only available on Wedding Podcast Network. I'm Robert Allen. I'm Holly Ehrlich. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.